With Kentucky on deck this week, one of the things that a lot of people are worried about is looking at how well Auburn rushed the football against Georgia. And I'll be honest, I'm nervous about Georgia's rushing defense too. But here's the thing. What Auburn did is probably a subset one of one. And Kentucky, while they have a very good running back, has also struggled at times running the football. I think what we should look for this weekend is probably a lot of old man football or, or man, man ball that we've seen in the past. Looking at last year's, uh, last year's game might be a very good example of what we'll see this weekend. What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 360 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and you just heard from one of my co-hosts, Tony Waller, doing the intro, and my other co-host, Will Leach, has joined us as well. We are in a new location today. We are recording on Wednesday before the Georgia-Kentucky game on campus at the University of Georgia Law School, so please forgive the minor hum in the background. It's an air conditioner because this place is pretty old. But you know what's not old is Tony's hot takes on Georgia, Kentucky. But here's Will to get it all started. I will confess, um, being on a college campus uh, on the, after talking about this college football team on this college football podcast for so long is making me feel a little bit like a fraud. I'm terrified <laughs> of college campuses. I get lost everywhere. I, I, every time I get in a building, I learn nothing. <laughs> like, so it's I, just like school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It is, it is absolutely confusing uh, to me. I was glad we finally found it. It is pretty cool to be here. Uh, I, I don't know. We need to find – I agree that the air conditioner – I think the air conditioner is fine. I think probably will bother listeners less than you think. But we need to figure out, like, who's in charge of this place? <laughs> <laughs> Who's in charge of this place that we can do something about well, this? There, and send I, a saw, of I saw when I was when I was walking in, there's a snack machine where you can pay for snacks. But then in this building where Tony has access to, there were snacks out there. And so I just grabbed snacks. And I, it's as I was know the grabbing, king. I asked if it was okay to take them. And Tony's like, sure. Yeah, well, so just so everybody understands, we are what the sound you hear in the background is people learning law. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, we're here in the law school. I, I appreciate Will and Scott being flexible with our normal schedule. I had to be in Atlanta last last night. Last night was Tuesday night. So they agreed, let's do this over my lunch break on campus at the University of Georgia School of Law here in the Career Development Office. Um, and so if, uh, you know, that's the candy we have out, that's uh, – um, being in for our, children during being, Halloween, but being, go ahead and have some, Scott. Being in our full, it is a bait to get students into our office. Yeah, uh, but uh, I will say that this past weekend, if you listen to the uh, post game podcast, you know I was in Utah, I was at the University of Utah School of Law for conference, and they had exactly the same candy, the exactly the same snacks out in their career <laughs> development office. We did like literally wow. like the same uh, from Costco, the same bag. So I think it's kind of a universal thing. Career development offices, do. career development offices in Ludicrous have the same right. They, well, we do. We do. Uh, ex- <laughs> well, maybe exactly the same. Well, maybe the same. I don't know. You, know, you, you don't know. We, but we're not here to talk about riders and contracts. Yes, we're here right. to talk about Georgia, Kentucky. I think we may actually may want to start talking about Georgia in general because I do <laughs> think that this was – uh, listen, I think Georgia – I'm not in panic mode. I don't think anyone should be in panic mode. However, I do think that we have reached the point. Five games. By the way, good luck to Georgia on trying to get bull eligible this week. Always a nice uh, note right. to uh, – as an Illini fan, it's always never I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is difficult to deny that there are issues. And I don't think you can, you can anymore – any longer. I don't think the staff any longer is going, hey, it's early. I like my team. Give them time to figure it out. We'll round into shape. And th- those things may all be true. 
But I also don't think you can just say, that game doesn't mean anything. That's just an off day. They're still figuring out the Iron of the Kings. They're five games in. They've been behind at halftime in both of their SEC games. Yeah. They've been, what's the, they've been out, outscored in the first quarter, I think now, or maybe even in the first quarter for the whole season. At, at best. Yeah. So certainly, and the thing that we would talk about before, like, well, they haven't really played anyone. They haven't played mm-hmm. anyone. Actually, something works against you in this situation. Not only have you not seen that dominant game, I mean, here's a question. Neither one of us, I don't think any of us, and same with the Missouri game. I don't think you guys were, Tony, you talked about how you weren't scared they were going to lose that game. And Auburn, I don't think we were too scared. But, like, this was tighter than the Missouri game. They could have, I think, I think, I think Missouri uh, got, was later, was a little scary. And like, but, I mean, for crying out loud, all it would have took was one weird bounce. Like, that's the thing. Bill Connolly wrote about this thing this week. He's like, Georgia seemed in control of the game when they needed to be. But, like, if you're tied going into the fourth quarter or you're down at halftime, oh, yeah. you are one or two weird bounces. I don't care how good you are. You are one or two weird bounces away from losing. And, frankly, you are exactly one Brock Bowers. Away from losing, and so I think I do. I th- like I don't think I think Georgia probably should still be the number one team if just a, on a combination of history and the fact that they've not lost, and we've seen them when they needed to right. be able to turn it on. The, the but that said, like there is no longer a they got to figure it out. That's right, they'll get there. Why? Why is everybody so critical? This team's won two championships. What's everybody's problem? I think we can clearly see now. They damn near lost at Auburn last week. They could. They were down at halftime against South Carolina. This was closer than South Carolina. This was hairy. There were a uh, and of the, the overarching big worry is wait Auburn, a team that cannot pass, was running fairly easily on Georgia. That is one thing. For a while, even before the two national championships, Georgia has not had a problem with. They have not. You have not been able to run on Georgia in a long time. You can run on Georgia right now, and that is a big flashing red light. Carson Beck, there are worries. There are worries about all sorts of worries on the team. But the big one, if you're concerned, and I think you should be, and by concerned I don't mean, well, I hope they don't go 9-3. and three. I mean concerned about is this team going to do have the expectations, meet the expectations of winning the third championship, which is what we're all here to do. The fact that Auburn was able to run them despite being able to throw, I think is pretty concerning. And I think it's reasonable. I wouldn't say manage expectations because the expectations are to win the championship. That's what we're doing here. And I still think Georgia is positioned well to do so. But clearly there are big things that I think five games in are obviously problems. Yeah, I think I want to bifurcate the two things. Uh, I agree with you about the Auburn game. And frankly, I agree with you about the season. So when I say bifurcate, what what I want to talk about is, one, the specific problems with Auburn running the football. Um. I want to put over in this box for a minute because I do want to talk about the big picture stuff. Yeah. I think part of it is because this is something I evaluated on my four-hour flight home from Salt Lake. Um, why do I feel this way about this team? Why am I like I don't I don't quite what's going on? You we, are or you are not. Yeah, no, I am I mean, because yeah. I think it's it's clear. Like I, I think I said on the Sunday broadcast or Sunday podcast that we are in a situation where I still think this team is capable mm-hmm. of winning a third national championship. I'm, I am uh, willing to down I, – I am much less confident of that than I would have been – well, I mean, I think I predicted it, right? Um, having said that, we are also coming off a stretch, and this is something that um, 
explains the behavior of Clemson fans, explains the behavior of Alabama fans, explains the behavior of Southern Cal fans up till 2014. When you see a team that is clearly the best team in the sport, when you see a team that you believe should be in that same spot because the talent's there, because the coaching's there, because whatever, it's hard when they go back to merely being really good. And that's what Georgia's really good football team. I mean, arguably the number one team in the country. Arguably, right? (laughs) But here's the thing. They were inarguably the best team in the country right, last right. year, maybe 1A uh, with Ohio State 1B. They were clearly one of the best three teams in the country in 2021. And we're coming off a span where in those two years, we pretty much felt like, yeah, Georgia's going to be in the college football playoff absent something really weird happening. We're not in that situation now. We're in where we were in 2018 where Georgia needs to play better if they're going to make the college football yeah. playoffs, yeah. right, in 2019. Georgia's probably not going to make the college football playoffs. Frankly, 2017, we that was even though that was found money for us, right. that team had flaws. That team did not just dominate people right. the way last year's team did and the 2021 team did. And our expectation, because what we've seen over the past two years, is domination. Domination. And that doesn't make it any easier when we have to score over three minutes left to beat Auburn, which I think is probably a bowl team, but just a bowl team. Yeah. Um and when you get to that situation, it becomes a little frightening because we look at that and we start like panic casting. Look, Georgia could lose Kentucky this weekend, totally on the table. But also Georgia could beat Kentucky and win out and be in the college football playoff. That's the range right now for this Georgia team. And frankly, I think part of what we've seen out of Kirby Smart, and let's put aside if you happen to hear practices because our, our uh, smile on the ground, Tiffany, tells us that he is as equally as loud in practices as he always been. I've noticed that picking up my kid from school. Right, right. So, um, But what he's saying in public is very different. I think he knows that he has a young team. He has a team that is trying to pull along and nurture in a way uh, that gets us to, gets that team playing to the best of their ability. Right now, defensively, my opinion is they're still relying on athletic talent and not trusting uh, not trusting what they're being coached to do. That can all click, right? That yeah. happens. Um, I think and this transitions over the bucket about what happened with Auburn. I think Georgia is missing uh, Georgia's missing essentially an entire NFL defense worth of players <laughs> over the past two seasons, which is we cannot be downloaded. Now we still could end up with a whole nother and a list of NFL talents on this team. They're not there yet. That's not where this team, that's not where this defense is. The other part is, and I, I'm resistant to say this because I'm inviting some scorn, I think George Smith and Bear Alexander in the middle, right? We don't have that guy in the middle that they can trust to like clog up two running lanes right. and allow the linebackers to do a thing. If you go back and look at what Auburn did, it was really simple. They just followed the UAB game plan. They followed UAB. They saw the UAB quarterback get to the edge and make Georgia get, uh, linebackers guess what was going to happen. I mean, look, Auburn had 210 yards rushing, right? 61 of them came from, if you had Robbie Ashford in this, you would be wrong. Right. Peyton Thorne. Right. 61 yards. Not a dude that's like renowned for being no, a runner. No, no. I went back, when I watched that play again, he gets to just about the first down thing, and he is already looking over his shoulder because he's expecting yeah. someone to fly up and right. take his head off. And he is like the his eyes got big. You could see his eyes get big under the helmet because he realized how much open space yeah. he had. He was he was expecting to get around the corner. He was not expecting yeah. to be by himself for. 25 or 30 yards past the, top, the first down mark. Because he's playing, also, he's playing Georgia. This, you're never open. Like, you, right. you're about, you're waiting, you right. your head knocked off. 
Right. So a full third of the yard, almost a full third of the yards came on that play. Right. I'm not downplaying that. That play happened. That play happened. Also, Robbie Ashford came in and ran for 30-something yard, and we had third and 16. Right. Um, that is a, that to me is a bigger concern. Now, not necessarily about this weekend, uh, although it can be uh, because what Kentucky wants to do, and we'll get to Kentucky in a minute, is very different than what Auburn's capable of doing. Like Devin Leary is not going to take off running. If he does, he's he's not going to get. Well, you hope he doesn't get six or whatever. <laughs> Peyton Thorn did it, but he's probably not going to. The part about it's concerning me, and the part that I have to assume Kirby had some very frank discussions in closed door meetings with uh, Coach Boom and Coach Schumann is. Why are we still running two high safeties with an Auburn team that's averaging about 90 yards a game passing? That was really frustrating. I, I, like I'm just a layperson. I am just a fan. Right. But it doesn't make sense to me that you aren't running. You're not running man-to-man coverage, and you're not spreading six guys across the line and saying we dare you to run. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, dare you to throw the ball? I don't. I, that makes no sense to me. Again, I'm not sitting in those teams. I'm not in those meetings. And it is a demonstration, illustration, how good a coach Hugh Freeze is that he recognized that and he did what good coaches do. He ran the play that was working until the team, until that other team made him stop it. Um, and frankly, he outcoached. He outcoached Georgia's defensive coaching staff, and I put Kirby in that because Kirby has a headset on, right? Kirby saw the same thing we did. Um, now, it having, has a history as defensive coordinator, from what I understand, right? It, it, a pretty good one. Um, now, having said all of that, again, I am. Note, I haven't said a word about the offense, yeah. right? I haven't said a word about the offense. Um, I think, look, I think think the offense is good enough. Um, it's not explosive yet. It still has potential to be. Um, I still think we've got offensive line things to figure out. Um, but again, that's why with the call open, I talked about, I expect a really a rock fight in last year's game, what, 16 to 6 or 16 whatever? 16 to 6. Right. It, and it got touch and go at the end. Right, if with this, that if, the, if this game sixteen, they had that one big play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's one big play. Right, right. Um, so I could see that happening this week. But what so, are you more worried about? Are you more worried about the defense or the offense? Defense, yeah, defense. absolutely. Defense. I don't think there's any question. Absolutely. Even though I don't think it's I, it's not like the offense is so great or the defense is that horrible. It's just the thing that always works is the defense. Correct. And if the defense has issues, that loads up all sorts of other problems. I think we all went under the presumption, even with, as you correctly pointed out, a whole NFL team's worth of defensive players from the last two years that are gone. I mean, what is Georgia if they're not stopping the run and really good the defense? Yeah. And yeah. I think I think that is that's the concern, and that's the me the red alarm thing. It's not even so much that Auburn was ahead heading into the third quarter, or they the, the, that Georgia needed Bowers to bail them out. It's that. Wait, Georgia is getting knocked around. Is, is they're getting run? They're running. They're running on Georgia like that. That you can you can talk yourself into. Listen, Beck's gonna get there. First year coordinator. I know Bo has been here before, but still first year in the wake of uh, one of the Munkins uh, being here. Th- th- there's transition. You could expect. I think a lot of people expected offensive transition this year because like things would still work, but you got a new quarterback. New uh, uh, running, but we, we talked before the year even started how running back was there than it usually had been, and you were uh, you were losing. You didn't have Washington, and you got a new coordinator. Offense was going to be a work in progress. I don't think we accounted for defense being a work in progress, and that is the concern. And frankly, I you, I like that you said that, Tony, because the one thing I definitely did not account for was the defense being out schemed. Uh, that I did not account for happening. Not that Hugh Freeze is a dummy. He's not a dummy. But, like, I did not imagine the defense getting out of scheme that way. Well, I mean, when you look at 
like Georgia, look, these are super first world problems, right? We're worried about a defense that's given up 7, 3, 14, 21, and 20. It's the, it's the context, right? It's yep. the way they've given up these points. And uh, against the teams they've done it. Against the teams they've done it, right? right. Uh, the, the fact that um, UAV scored 21 points, and it was really 14. There was a late touchdown yeah. there. But, you know, Auburn... Auburn scored 20 points. They had three, uh, they had four scoring drives, right? And that, and one of the scoring drives was a 36 yard drive on a fumble. We got to clean that up. But those are coachable things. And, and frankly, the reason I'm worried about defense more than offense is that the bones of what the offense can be, you can see that coming together. You, right, you can see that coming together. Um, I think there are probably, I think the offense's ceiling is lower than the defense's ceiling. Yeah. But right now, the offense's floor is much higher than the defensive floor, which is the surprising part. And also, we've seen Georgia win with an offense that's not supernova. Right. We've not seen Georgia win with a defense that's not supernova. Yeah. And that's another reason to be concerned about it. Yeah, and when you look at advanced stats, Georgia's defense is fine. It's yeah. top, okay, it's top, fine. It's top fine. 10, 12, yeah. not, but not 2, 3. Yeah. And, look, but I think it has to be. I, th- I think it has to be. It needs to be better. Yeah. I think it needs to be better. I think it has to, like, you talk, I'm glad you mentioned that about the offensive ceiling, because I, I don't think the offensive ceiling is 2 or 3. I think the offense is going to be better, uh, and it, I think it will continue to improve, and I think there's reason to be excited about it. But there's a reason, like, there's a reason Bowers had to bail him out, right? There's not... Like that explosive stuff. There's good. There are good players, but it's just we've just seen more explosive offense of this at Georgia, and that has nothing to do with the quarterback, by the way. Like there, like has something to do with the quarterback. But to the larger thing is, like at a certain level, why wouldn't he go to Bowers? Who else? Like there's there's nobody else in that situation you trust, and they've had people in that situation in the past. They've had multiple people in the past that trust like that. But like I think that the offense, if it, the offense is at a level that we have seen Georgia teams win championships, we'll see if they run into an Ohio State or run into an explosive offense at some point. If they have, we talked about at the beginning of the year, like we can get our defense all we want, but eventually you play Ohio State and you have to score like forty some odd points yeah. to win. At least and, forty. Yeah, and so we'll see if that happens. But I'm not ready to worry about that yet. I think the larger concern is if the defense is not. They won't even get to that that theoretical Ohio State game if the defense doesn't is not top two or three. Yeah, and I don't think you can overlook the return of Lad McConkey in this equation um, because look, the forty yard touchdown pass there in the fourth quarter that went to Bowers. McConkey did a fantastic job yeah. of pulling the the kind of the floater linebacker. It was supposed to be bracket coverage on Brock Bowers, and I mean. McConkey absolutely sold. He was getting a pass in the flats, and the in the linebacker bit to the to the right just enough to open yeah. that throw and lane up. Um, so I think having him back and having him healthy and having him incorporate the offense will be useful. The same goes with with I'm hearing hear rumors or whispers that uh, we'll get another running back th- back this week. I think having a deeper stable of running backs will help as well. Um, the I, I mean, frankly, I think Beck's been fine. I know a lot of people are like, well, that one pass. Yeah, he was also thirty-five of forty-two, or whatever it was. He's 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 averaging he's he's like seventy percent or pretty close on the season. With yeah, you know, I mean, like his interceptions. He's thrown a couple of really bad interceptions. I disagree that the interception that he threw against Auburn was was bad. It wasn't. He needed to throw that ball a little better. But that guy just made a really. I mean, he really came over Marcus Rosemey Jackson and took the ball from him. Yeah. Um, he's been fine. He's been fine. He's been he, fine. Yeah, he sets him through those interceptions too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, but I think I think the part about it that that the reason we're willing to do that is Stetson had a little more dynamicism in right. that. If Stetson got in trouble, he wasn't throwing. He wasn't likely. He had another option besides merely throwing the ball away or taking yeah, a sack and right. live to play another day. Right? He could he could freelance a little bit, make something happen, or you know, run for four or five yards or thirty five yards. And I think that speaks to also 
Because I think Beck has been fine. I have no complaints with Beck, but I do think there's a ceiling mm-hmm. to yeah. Beck. Yeah. And if the defense is not better, that ceiling's not going to be enough. I think that's the question. Is Beck is a is a, is I I think an ideal quarterback for a team that has an awesome offense. He makes good decisions. The case of the throws don't work, but I think generally speaking, Beck makes good decisions, which is why he's in there in the first place. But if you have a defense that's not top two, three, four. You need your quarterback to do more than that. And I don't think Beck is capable. Not capable is one thing. I don't think they will ask him to do that and uh, unless they absolutely have to. And at that situation, I, I, don't, know if he, I don't know if that's the guy I want. Making making the Stetson, okay, we got we to gotta go nuts. We got to – we got to uh, – we, 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 we're down. Like I thought he handled that drive. Fine. I thought he handled that drive. But, but like – if there's a situation where you got a minute left and no timeouts and you just got to take some crazy chances, I don't think Beck is the quarterback to do that. And, and I think he can't be. He just hasn't shown it yet. I mean, he has the arm for it, but, he has, but, but his, deep, the, his deep passes need some touch. And you also watch, like, the sensibility is not the gunslinger sensibility to it. It's imagination, which is why it's a quarterback and why you like him as a quarterback. But, you, again, that gets back to the floor-ceiling idea. I think there's a ceiling to him. He can win a national championship if this is a great defense, but he can if they don't, if they can. But you know what? That's true. It's also true of most quarterbacks. Yeah, so just to... Like Caleb Williams is a great quarterback, and he's he didn't win the national championship this year because he's got a terrible defense. Yeah, bad defense. Um, so in a little way, yeah, anything else about Kentucky or can we make... I mean, about Georgia, no, probably can we transition to Kentucky. 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 So this is actually does end up a pretty decent transition to Kentucky because uh, here we are yet again in a situation where we bemoaned a home schedule, and now we have two five-and-five five teams meeting at Sanford Stadium What's it, for night Two years game. ago, Kentucky undefeated. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so they were eighth, which is weird, yeah. right? And they're I mean, not ranked, or they are ranked. They are ranked, but barely. barely they're like ranked. 23rd or 4th, which, because they struggled with Eastern Kentucky. They struggled early with Akron. Um, they, until last week when they beat the Gators' eyes in with uh, really one running back, um, they were just like, eh, at some point they're going to lose three games, right, mm-hmm. or four games, um, which makes Kentucky people very happy. But that has taken... In, in a whole week, the narrative has gone from, you know, Kentucky is playing a little better than we thought. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll go to a bowl game to, wow, Kentucky could be playing against Georgia for the SEC's title this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, weird, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say beyond that. Um, but doesn't every time Georgia plays Kentucky, at least recently, it's since the 2018 game when it was built up as like the greatest uh, game ever mm-hmm. in Commonwealth Stadium, Georgia tends to catch them when they're doing all right on the season and Georgia hammers them like they Mm -hmm. have since 2009 and then Kentucky goes back to their you know middle ground where they're kind of supposed to be I mean that's the that if you're looking at historical things that's what's happened and you know to give kind of a preview of how I feel versus how I felt last week about Auburn I kind of feel in that same way about Kentucky, you know, I don't think they're not going to blow doors and score sixty like they did when Isaiah McKenzie was running back punts, multiple punts mm-hmm. in one game. But I do think that this wake up call that Georgia got last week, especially how many times did they did they get blocked on the edge? Auburn was setting the edge every single play. They just got sucked <laughs> in so many times. I mean, I think that there's no, I you know, they won the game by seven, and I, I know it's cliche on podcasting, but. Kirby gets to coach him up this week. I do think that they're going to look a lot better on offense. And last time they faced Ray Davis, he was playing for Vanderbilt, and he, I think, had 29 yards on 12 rushes. So, 
Yeah. I mean, that offensive line doesn't make that big of a difference because it's Kentucky. Well, he, he only gets 29 yards on 12 rushes. Georgia wins this game 30-3. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Also, don't don't expect us to hold him to just 29 yards. No, He's a really good I, running back. Yeah, yeah. Also, just a brief aside, and we'll get to Florida in a couple more weeks, mm-hmm. but – Man, that team looks like they've quit on Billy Napier already, right? Yeah. Did you did you get to see any highlights from that game? Or yeah, yes, I yeah, I was. Uh, it's crazy. They were just like, and eh, I don't want to get hit by that guy. It yeah. really looked bad. Which is which is uh, like I thought that was the whole thing he was bringing. Yeah, was yeah. That, was was that? But I don't know. I mean, like you, you know, it's funny. We, we, it does feel, however, that like whenever you talk, Scott, you talk about when Kentucky has these games that come in hot, they come in five, like, I think it's, it's the third time they've been 5-0 and in the last five, six years uh, uh, coming in. It always feels like the biggest game of the year for them, and this is one they're built up to. You can see Kentucky feeling like, man, this is a good time to get Georgia. This oh, is, and, I, and, and, yeah. and I don't mean to say that, like, I agree that Kirby's going to coach him up, and I agree that, like, I don't think Georgia will not take this game seriously. I also don't know if they're going to – frankly, I don't know if they're going to be able to fix everything they need to fix in this in these six days. And, like, I'm glad – like, if, if Georgia were playing Alabama this week, I would be extremely concerned. Because also, i got to tell you, Alabama, look out, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, they're figuring something out offensively. They, they're yeah. figuring something out. Yeah. And so I think the concern is not like, – listen, this, this is why people ultimately think that Georgia – if everything continues on the timeline, they, they would be would be like Michigan really wants to be Georgia. It was funny. I was texting with all my Michigan friends. I was in Nebraska this weekend. I did not realize how much of a psychic lock they have on Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like they have a real thing with thing. Georgia, yeah. Because because obviously Georgia well, they beat Ohio State. Yeah. So well, yeah, the next and thing. also and also Georgia wiped out Michigan two years ago. Uh, and in the, the play, and like it wasn't close. It was like a total wipeout. And and, it, and that was their that was their. Georgia losing at home in the rain to Alabama game. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what we have to get to. Yep. That's what we have to get to. Because they play like Georgia. Like, they're built like Georgia. They're constructed like Georgia. And that was their look at, like, okay, we have to get to that point. And so then last year they thought they were going to get us, and then they lost to TCU. They're locked on Georgia. They are Like, I got so many texts during that game being like, what's going on over there, guys? What's going on? We're not having any trouble. Like, they're really, really into that. And so it's funny that, like, a lot, the nationally, I think a lot of people think Georgia has more talent than Michigan. So when Georgia, whenever they, if those two teams collide, it'll be Georgia over Michigan. But right now, I think that you can look at Georgia and say Georgia is because Kentucky is also kind of like that, right? Kentucky is also a team that is built Georgia. And this is why Georgia is always generally not having too much trouble with Kentucky because they play like Georgia. They're a little built like Georgia. They just don't have as much talent as Georgia. Right now, I think you can look at this Georgia team and say, are they utilizing the talent correctly? Is everything moving in the right direction? Have they figured a lot of stuff out? And they haven't. I think Kentucky is has more stuff figured out right now than Georgia does. So you're relying – generally speaking, that doesn't bother me so much because Georgia usually has it more figured out than they do right now. That's the thing that worries about me about this game is Kentucky is going to do what Kentucky does. But there have been games – and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, the biggest boos I have heard at Sanford Stadium were for that Kentucky game right after they lost to South Carolina. Yeah, whatever. I'm not saying it's good or bad or justified or not justified, right. but the most boos I have ever heard since I moved here was for at that Kentucky game after the South Carolina game. Remember, that game was in the rain, and Kentucky did what Kentucky does. They try to slow it up and ugly it up and... 
be within a possession at the end of the game. They actually pulled it off. Like, I don't think Georgia played that terrible in that Kentucky game, which they won, by the way, and then won, like, a bunch in a row after that um, because they weren't taking Kentucky seriously. Kentucky muddled the game up. I think that's what Kentucky's going to try to do this time, too. The question is, do you trust... Like, we spent a lot of time... Being, we've, I use an ongoing joke of, like, my wife being like, when are we going to get a close game? When are we going to get a close game? I think we are in for a series of close games. <laughs> yeah, I'm, d- I'm done with close games. Yeah, I think we are in for a series of close games. And that close game may be 24-14. That game may be uh, a 17-7 lead and Georgia sitting on it. But, like, the time of... Uh, I really think that Oregon blowout last year just set in the idea mm-hmm. that, like, wow, that's a top 10 team and we just stomped them like it was nothing. The, t- the first game after we won a national championship. I think that set in minds that Georgia was just going to plow through people. I think Vanderbilt might be a blowout. I think Georgia Tech might be a blowout. But there, this is like, this is a serious, like, it's, you're going to have to fight and claw for everything now. And uh, I'm okay with that as long as they keep winning. But like, Kentucky is going to try to make this into a game that I think it's going to be. Oh, yeah. They want to drag us in a closet and just hit on us. And I think that Georgia – and I think Georgia can respond to that. But that's now like – that's now kind of – Georgia until Georgia gets its defense locked in and gets – like maybe McConkie can help with this and melt the offense up a little bit. But until that happens, that's what these games are going to be. They're going to be like this Auburn game. Yeah. Like this, there is no more 45-3, wipe them out in the first quarter sort of stuff. And so I think that to me is another adjustment of expectations. Not that Georgia isn't better than all these teams that they are, but like the idea of if you're worried about one thing going against you and you, and you end up screwing up and losing the game, that's what these games are going to be like moving forward. Well, certainly not until we turn uh, figure out some offensive line issues. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't, I, I, I know I brought this up earlier, and I, I think it's worth talking about a little bit. The offensive line, and, and I don't, I mean, I, I maybe maybe I'm over or underestimating the value Mims had with this, um, with with his uh, contribution to the offensive line. But that that's how the line it just looks like a mess right now. I mean, there are entirely too many times where guys are standing in the backfield yeah. where blockers are turn around looking at them, um, or blockers completely don't even even check and then they end up not blocking anybody um now i know first off there are people like well stacy serials okay fine we can do that um but at at some level um if that's the if those linemen we have playing they're earning that in practice right Uh, it's not i mean stacy serials is not going to jeopardize his job out of being hard-headed he's not actually he's not well must champ as head coach (laughs) for that matter uh but having said that um I mean, there there's going to come a time where we play a defense that can that will make that uh, make that even more miserable. The good news is, it's like we we know they're good offensive linemen, and we know they're running plays that work. Um, it, there was a fantastic, or actually, Graham um, uh, Graham Coffee had a great thread as a part of his twelve takeaways where he talked about the the running scheme. Um, at some point, and if you want to complain about Bobo, uh, he he probably pointed out the best way you can is like. At some point, it felt like we were just running the ball into the teeth of the Auburn offense uh, defense, just like because we wanted to. It felt like imposing will, and that was my gut instinct. We we're doing. I was like, okay, trying to soften the middle, trying to soften the middle, and then that you know that way they'll they'll start sucking people down and back off the passing. But uh, his analysis was that really what Georgia was doing was just like running the ball into where we're weakest blocking, which makes no sense because. There were a lot of runs. I mean, look, everybody wants to point to the Edwards run when it was you know first and ten right, for the right, two right. yard line, and that was in the middle. 
great, but they those guys right, block right. really well then, right? And that's part of the frustration part is that we see them block. I mean, that was a 16-yard run in the shadow of your own goalpost. Right, right, that right. was a fantastic run. The same same on the touchdown uh, run earlier in the half where, you know, he just ran up the middle. Right, right, um, right. So I think the – I think the yeah. thing I'd like to see out of the offense generally in offensive line or maybe coaching or call play calling is if if we're not we're not getting it done blocking change the change the run scheme change the yeah. block scheme um, we're five games in the season we're game six now right and um, now's the time to stop worrying about whether or not we're we're showing everything. I think it's time that we start practicing the place we're going to have to have in yeah. the season. Well, you got to win these. I mean, you like, got to like, win these. Like, That's right. right. Like that, that little stretch of like, hey, our four easy home games, and then uh, That's over. Like it's done. That's like over. already, even if even if they'd been smoking these teams, it's time to start getting serious. Like this is this is the yeah. hard part's coming. Yeah, and, I agree. And Mississippi is like they had a nice win last week. Like that's not the team that you're not going to like. Well, they're going to score now. a lot of points, yeah. but uh, that, I I feel watching that. I watched a lot of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, that offense! I mean, that defense. Both, de- both off, both defenses. Wow. Okay. But you're just you're fate, we're fate, we're playing the real teams now. Yeah. Like there is no Ball State. There is no UAB. Like this is uh, this is the real stuff now. And Kentucky is right in the center of it. Missouri's right in the center of it. I mean, like there are. Yeah, we'll see about Missouri. They yeah. play. They LSU. play LSU this yeah. week. Um, and they have figured something out with with yeah. Cook and Burton, right? Uh, they have they have figured something out now. Is there any chance that uh, the administration will leave Brian Kelly in Branson, Missouri, if they lose <laughs> that game? I don't know. They leave him in Yazoo City after losing to Mississippi. It's hard to say. <laughs> um, that game. Oh wow! So what time I, is that one? Oh. Is that a noon? I think it's a nooner. Yeah, Which so one? eleven a.m. in Como. Yeah, I think it's a nooner. So, um, but you know, maybe one last thing, and we'll go to some of the fun stuff. One last thing about uh, the Georgia Kentucky game. Looking at Kentucky, what what they're going to want to do is they are absolutely going to want to put Georgia in a closet, and you know, so that means um, they're going to stack the box. They're going to bring the house. It's going to be this is going to be another game where Beck is going to have to be efficient, careful with the ball. And making sure that he is making really good decisions uh, with where he throws the ball, um, and for for Bobo's uh, from from Bobo's standpoint, um, really being willing to take what they give you because Georgia has the talent, no matter what Kentucky does defensively, to counteract that and go to places of weaknesses. Um, if that means if that means spreading out the offense and uh, really daring them to rush. Um, Daring them to rush four, five, or six at at thing, run some wheel routes. You'll stop yeah, that crap. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Defensively, um, Ray Davis concerns me. But what Kentucky did against Florida, it, while it is replicable, um, it is not replicable in the way that Auburn re- replicated what UAB did, and just more effectively. Um, but we still have to be more disciplined. We got to be more disciplined defensively, and probably more importantly, um, start. Start trusting the coaching as opposed to relying on athleticism. Yeah. And look, in part of this, Keen maybe and I'm not blaming Javon Buller. I mean, he had, yeah. he had ten tackles for heaven's sakes. Um, but having him back in another game under his belt, I and mean, he's a difference maker uh, in the back end. They're playing safety. Um, they're the defense has gotten stronger every like started out a little slow, gotten strong through the game. Um, it would be nice to see them make Kentucky earn points early as opposed to just giving up uh you know some sort of er, some sort of first quarter early score that that looked like huh they 
solved defense. They've solved our yeah, defense, yeah, right? Yeah. Even if even if we're able to to get around that, they've solved our defense. That's that's concerning. It's also noting that Leary has actually, for even the five note, Leary has not been great so far. Yeah, he's, he's been fine. He's been fine, but he's not been like. I mean, that was a kind of a coup to get him. I was actually. Where's he from? I was NC, just, State. No, NC State. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, yeah, so just just looking at national stats, um, like Carson Beck is ninth in the nation uh, yards per game. Um, uh, Percentage wise, he is um, in the top twenty with seventy or so percent. Um, where I, I just was looking, nice seventeenth. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, he throws too many interceptions. He's thrown two guys. Um, he's thrown two on a hundred. I think, I think people would say he overthrows the deep ball too much because he missed twice uh, versus UAB, and then well, he one of those was on his receiver. Auburn. That ball hit him in the hands. The, uh, you know that game, that Auburn game, completely. If he hits Delp in the hands and he scores, and Georgia goes up ten nothing, that game might just be an easy ho hum. 20 point win which is a great suggestion to like hey can we maybe start fast yeah. can we yeah. like maybe yeah, start ever start fast also like that's also part of the problem let's not get the ball the first and, and fumble the first play of the second <laughs> yeah. inside our goal mm. or inside our own 30 yeah. that's, that's when i problematic. thought that's that was like, oh this could turn when i thought that things are not going to be able to be recoverable yeah. after that and then they punch it in right after that yeah, yeah. I mean, Devin Leary is 57th in the nation yards per game, only 57%. He's thrown five interceptions. Mm-hmm. He's thrown 10 touchdown passes, but five yeah. interceptions. It's a lot of interceptions. It's a lot of interceptions on uh, this game, an interception game. For a dude this experience. Yeah. Did, he, did yeah. he throw any versus Florida? Uh, because it, they've played garbage before Florida. Uh, I mean, Florida, yeah. Let's give me a second here. They did not have any interceptions against Florida. They also only threw the ball nine, uh, nine of 20. Mm. Well, why would you? Nine of 20. Holy shit. Uh, why would you throw the ball 20 times if Ray Davis is running the way he is? Yeah, yeah, right. That's wild. So, but yeah, it should be. Uh, I, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see it. For one under the lights. Kentucky's going to be dialed up. Uh, to mm-hmm. the SEC Nation is here, by the way. So keep an eye out for, for the Tebow. Uh, I'm to the point where I'd rather see Tebow than game day. Oh, I don't think. I 100%. Agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm, I'm not saying I want to see Tebow. I'm saying I'd rather. No, I mean it's a different. But yeah, I mean the whole. How can you the, not the like whole, uh, Paul? Yeah, the whole game. Like, well, I don't know. I just it feels like when you're on SEC Nation, all four of the guys on the show have watched a lot of college football and really like college football and like talking about college football, and it does not always feel that way uh, yeah. on game day. And I remind you again, SEC Nation has considerably higher percentage of sleeves, more <laughs> sleeves. Hundred percent more sleeves. Pro sleeves. I'm just. I, I. I. I'm using a small sample size here, but I'm gonna just say apparently there is a real correlation between wearing sleeves and liking college football and having something to say about it. I wouldn't yeah. have thought that. I don't know if you but, noticed, uh, but uh, apparently they have, sleeves they have are the secret some, ticket. They have put some sport coats on mm-hmm. on set of it's a secret there, ticket. So, yeah. it's a secret. I've told you guys from the get go, man. It's getting worse. It's, get, it's getting worse. I don't. I can't even look at it. Like there was a time I was one indulged. Remember how exciting it was? Remember when we before the before when we went over to uh, to Carries for the SEC championship game, and we were so excited to watch. I'm talking to Tony here, and yeah. we were so excited to yeah. watch game day. We're like, oh my god, they're gonna make the picks. Here we go, and like game day was just like this awesome, awesome thing. And now it's just, it's just junk. It's just junk. Is exactly what it is. It's just junk. Cotton candy and see, cotton candy tastes good. Well, they're gonna be. Like, uh, they're gonna be at the the Texas State Fair so they'll probably be eating like uh, fried Twinkies and yeah. Oreos okay. okay first off you had me at fried and um, <laughs> so yeah 
What you got for did us, Scott? The, did you hear Greg Sankey's going to the Red River shootout? <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. Welcoming the two. Show yeah. Flex. Yeah. I like Welcoming it. the two uh, future SEC I appreciate teams. that. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, well, you know, it's it's really interesting that we uh, we switch gears here in the hallowed halls of the University of Georgia Law School. Uh, it kind of just makes you wonder where Tony and Ryan uh, conversed and, and talked a bunch of law back in the days. Where did that happen? <laughs> did you did talk a bunch here? of law? I will. I can't, did you throw habeas it, corpus anywhere in here? It's funny you bring that up because okay. when, when Ryan was in law school, the office where, where y'all met me mm-hmm. just now was my office then. And when Ryan was a student, that's where my office was. And, of course, we're talking about Ryan Strickland of the Strickland Firm in Marietta. I'm proud sponsor of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast this season. That's oh, it. I thought you had an ad read. No, Sorry, I was like, no, you, you well, put your glasses on. I was like, no, no, I, so I, I put my glasses on and off. No, please continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no. But, you know, Ryan, if look, if you've been injured, Ryan's your guy. Rob, reach out at the StricklandLawFirm.com. Um, no. A4, oh, I'm sorry. Come on, Tony. The Strickland Firm. Strickland Firm. I don't know where the Strickland Law Firm it's, takes you. It does. It takes you nowhere. Let's it's just a, see. Oh my place. goodness! Could you it's, guys leave me alone for a few minutes? It's actually. It takes you to Hugh Freeze's burner phone. Wait, that's not a real place either. The Strickland That's eight four four G A Justice. If you need a lawyer because you or a loved one has been injured, because for decades clients have relied on the attorneys at the Strickland Firm to help with serious injury and wrongful death cases. Well, we appreciate Ryan and his support, Strickland Law Firm support. Here at the law school. Here at the law so, school. Imagine how smart he is because he actually went to school. Here. Yeah, and the, you could even find the, your way here. And from the, But since I've gotten here, I have learned just by, just by being in the building, I've learned sua sponte and informa pauperis. <laughs> informa pauperis. And per curiam. <laughs> And Amicus Curiae. These are all you little people don't know these law for terms, these Latin law terms. Oh, is that de novo? Perhaps it is. I don't know. But you people don't know. I know it from simply being in this room and searching Latin law terms on Google right before I started talking. <laughs> That's because you're really close to the buzzing, which, exactly, which is exactly, what people exactly. learning law. Quasi. Centuriari. What's that one? Centuriari? It's uh, to be full, more, more fully informed. Certiori. Uh, Certiori. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's what I. That, Tony, Sertiori. let me explain how that term works <laughs> to you, Dean. I love the sign that says Dean Waller on the outside. It's my favorite part. It still feels. I really thought ridiculous. it was your name. I thought it said Dean Wormer. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Maybe no, it would for, be terrible. Maybe for Halloween, switch that up. I am. I am totally in the fraternity. <laughs> they didn't drop the bomb. Um, yeah, we're um, not going to do. We're not going to do. Animal one other books. thing I'd like to do uh, before we move on is um, remember our emailer last week, Jason, who had his yeah. ninety-pound dog mm-hmm. and wanted some suggestions. Well, he ran into me at halftime over at Wire Park. I, my family and I were over at Wire Park watching the game. By the way, great place to watch an away game. Uh, fantastic. The TVs are great. The sound system is great. There's plenty of beer, plenty of ice cream. That sounds, sounds of like kind of what my ideal thing. Your kids, yeah. you wouldn't have to see them, but you know they're kind of safe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, relatively yeah. in these days. Who yeah. who really is ever safe? I mean, um, but it was great seeing Jason, he and his wife and his dog. And that dog was every bit of 90 pounds, but <laughs> very sweet German Shepherd. And um, he said that they, had, they, they stay permanently in an Airstream, ter- Airstream trailer. What? That's that's what they do. Okay. And they travel around. Um, and he, and his wife, and his dog had driven down from Helen for the day, and they stopped off at Creature Comforts. Mm-hmm. They stopped off at Paloma Park. 
I think they went to some other parks, and then they ended up at Wire Park. And uh, he's a great guy. I've uh, talked to my buddy Colby, who is also into yeah, you know hauling campers Colby, places. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to I'm going to be with Colby this weekend. Um, are you going to haul a camper? We're not going to haul a camper. We're going to actually stay in a uh, in a hotel. Not just Colby and me, but other uh, people I'm as I well. Understand. Yeah. And speaking of hauling campers, we're trying to make, uh, uh, Graham Coffee, uh, Dog Out West. Uh-huh. Um, they are literally pulling their camper across country to come for stay for a month in Georgia, and they'll be at the ball game this weekend as well. Wow! So. That's camper time. Yeah. Camper time. Yeah. August, well, October's camper time. Well, I do hope that you and Colby have a uh, good time in your hotel. Yeah, so it's going to be my family, Colby's family. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if they didn't go up there to fish. And then, Sorry. And a little then, mountain joke for you. Sorry. I apologize. Family. This weekend? <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm not going to be at the game. Oh, that's no, right. Because yeah. you, 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 who, you, who, who's going to be in your seat? Do we know who's going to be in um, uh, I, I think a name, a person named like Charlotte or something. Oh. What seat whoever, are you going to be in? Whoever bought I'm going to be in the seat. Oh, yeah. so, so you saw them. Yes. So you're going to have to. Will's going to have to put up not, the. And here's the thing. I did free, not. The free commerce society. I, oh yeah, no, no, you said, I'm I not priced, I priced my tickets like ready to sell, and guess what? Right when I posted them, nine hundred dollars. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> nine hundred bucks. Uh, but no, uh, I'm going to be down in uh, the Northwest Florida Panhandle. Okay. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yeah. Thirty eight. Fish. Go buy the Sunshine Ice Cream Place. Whatever the ice cream place is down there. On. I'm sure there's the plenty Blue of Mountain, ice cream places. Blue Mountain Beach. So we're going to be a great. So you got us? You have any trivia for us? Or we just make some up? Or no? okay. you can make some up. Will this is okay. when you? Yeah. Well, okay. what does procurium mean? I don't okay. know. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you what. Here's a fun one. Here's a fun one. Uh, we're gonna do it because the, the Georgia plays Kentucky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every year, until after this year, which probably is going to change. So if you'll give, we still me, play them next year, everyone. Yeah, yeah, but then, but like we'll not be regular. Ever. We're not playing Auburn because Hugh Freeze remember said that he's going to miss this rivalry after next year. Yeah. 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 So, for the fun of it, let's see if you can name mm-hmm. uh, the quarterbacks oh that God. started for Kentucky oh. in the Stoops era. Stoops? Oh, God, no. There's no chance. They're all just a random you're collection gonna, of dudes. You're just going to keep guessing Jared Lorenzen. Cause he well, was no, that was, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's too <gasps> Will hard. Levis. Will Levis. That's uh, a good one, yes. Darren Leary. <laughs> Devin Leary, Devin yes. Leary. Yes. Uh, uh, not since since two thousand, since two thousand, some one guy was a really high draft pick bust. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, trust me. I look for heaven's sakes. I I missed some of the Georgia quarterbacks. When you Jared missed. Lawrence. It was two thousand to two thousand three. Yeah, no, that was that was um, that was how mummy. Let's see if you can do any, any, any other than I'll just listen to okay. you. Don't okay, so it seems that these names ring bells. Jared forever. Leto. Jared Leto is not on here, and also is maybe my most ir- the, the actor that irritates me yeah. the most. Um, Jared from Subway. Uh, Destin Wade. Dustin. Seriously. Dustin. That's 2022. <laughs> Dusty Bonner. Kaya Sharon. I don't know who that is. He must not start against. Lynn Bowden. Oh, yeah. oh he was the yeah, running he, back. He was the running back. So, yeah. yeah. Sawyer Smith. <laughs> Terry Wilson. Three-year starter. No way. Stephen Johnson, Luke Wright, Drew Barker, Patrick Tolles, Jalen Whitlow. Wow. Never heard Morgan of Newton. Never heard of any. Matt Roark. He was actually a wide receiver yeah, Roark, that started Roark, against. Yeah, yeah. I started remember, against yeah. Uh, uh, Mike Hartline, Randall Cobb, Shane Boyd. I forgot Randall Cobb. He has put a lot of of wide receivers and running backs back in quarterback. I right? think you're thinking of Tim Couch. Is probably who you. No, I was thinking of Dusty Bonner. Dusty Bonner. Did Bonner get drafted? So, oh, I don't know, but I know he played for Kentucky. 
point is, not a lot of uh, not high intensity. That's, terrible. High I'm dev- that's why they were so excited about Devin Leary. He's like he's probably the best, like pure like ooh. Well, him and Will Levis, like ooh, quarterback, quarterback guy. All right, I so I have one more quick okay, one. Go one ahead. more quick one. So um, here, uh, here, uh, this isn't even so much a trivia question, but I think you can often tell a what a team's level is by who they play in bowl games. <laughs> like generally a good idea that gives you an idea of what level they are when you can pick. So first trivia question. Uh, here are, I'm going to give you one trivia question, then I'm just going to list the rest. What team has Kentucky played in bowl games two consecutive years? Penn State. No. The uh, last two bowl games, the Music City Bowl last December, they actually played this team twice in the same calendar year. Oh, my gosh. They played this team twice in the same calendar year. January 1st, 2022 in the Citrus, Citrus bowl, bowl. And December 31st, 2022 in the team. Iowa. They actually split. Okay. They actually split. Probably Iowa. Uh, it wasn't Indiana. Um, it's Iowa or Minnesota? Let's go with Iowa. Iowa is correct. Yeah. They play good, Iowa good twice in the same calendar year. That is incredible. No one boring big. No one time. should ever have to play Iowa twice in a calendar so year. So if you want an idea of what Kentucky likes to do, <laughs> yeah, and wants to do with Georgia this week. Yep, Iowa bowl Iowa. games with Kentucky would be a yep. very good. I mean, look, Bob Stoops is super Big Ten sensibility wise. Yep. So. Here are their bowl games under the Stoops era. Two against Iowa, North Carolina State. I don't think – I think they played Devin Leary, as a matter of fact. Uh, Virginia Tech, Northwestern, Penn State. They did get Penn State in the down year. And Georgia Tech. What a boring – Georgia Tech made a bowl game? No, a long time. What a boring lot of bowl game matchups. Yeah. Yeah. That's what – I mean, Kentucky's a boring team to play in a bowl game too. Yeah. So – Yeah, but if you – I mean, for Kentucky, you make a bowl game – that's why they keep ascending him. Two Kentucky-Iowa games. No wonder 2022 was such <laughs> the year that it was. There were two separate Kentucky-Iowa bowl games in that year. Incredible. Okay, Georgia I'm, won the national championship. Six that's all I got. Seven, so. That's all I got. You well, can't hurt me. We <laughs> have uh, Now we have the Passion Autos Pick'em Contest. And um, as far as the standings go uh say I, it go ahead and say it i dropped precipitously is that mm-hmm. the right way to say it last week i'm in the hundreds i'm you know water finds its level we have to talk about who's leading though yeah because i'm i will be in trouble if i don't talk about who's leading well then go ahead k dubs my daughter is leading the pack at 317 she's two points clear she uh she actually uh said if you don't talk about me in the podcast this week i'm gonna ask tiffany to give me away at my wedding so um <laughs> But uh, she's only fifteen, so it's, it's we got a while. <laughs> yeah. I hope, but uh, anyway, like impending. Like I know, not that I know of. Uh, although she's a fifteen-year-old girl, so there's no yeah. telling. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of stuff. I'm joking. She's nowhere near marriage, yes. but uh, she is leading right now. Uh, she also is tied with the best record of forty-five and thirteen. That's uh, really good to be picking forty-five and thirteen. Well, she's taking it serious. We have a she and I have a bet. Uh, there's a, a book series that she wants, um, and you know. There's a book series she wants, and she said, "Dad, if I win or if I beat you, you get me the book series. And if you beat me, I'll come help set up the tailgate all next year." Mm, wow. I was like, "Okay, cool, done, wow. fine." Reality is, she's going to help me set up the tailgate. <laughs> right, so right, Dad, right, 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 right. I'm getting her the book series. This right, kid right, wants a book right, series, right, but this is fine. Right. This is fine. So, so uh, how's that, how are the rest of us doing? Well, I'm doing terrible. Will Leach is uh, in 31st. 31st. I'm so hot. That you're. You're not that far off from the lead. You're less than 20 points away from the lead. Some others of note. Uh, let's see. Panic Dog makes an appearance. Tied for fourth. 
We've got the St. Louis Dogs cards mm-hmm. at uh, at 12th. We have da, 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 Pig from Tony's Smoker in 33rd place. And uh, like I had said, you know, 100-something place for me, that's about where I belong. <laughs> it, it really is. And um, How, How's uh, William Waits the Goat doing? Tony, you want me to search that? I got you here. It is, uh, ooh. 128th. He's below me, so wow. that's not that's not great. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's time to uh, kick him out of the house. I'm, just, I'm sorry, but you right, live make somewhere him, you else. Know, make him live out the lanai. Walker was also uh, upset. Stop that the he trees. Re- Walker was upset that William uh, rejected his trade proposal in fantasy football. Oh, okay, well, yeah. I mean, he offered a sack of footballs for for KJ Jefferson. I think he so. offered like Tyler Higby and some broken receiver for whoever his tight end. Is. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's a uh, that's a. Uh, all right, so we're smarter games. than that. Yes. So, by the way, Passion Autos is mm-hmm. the sponsor for the Pick'em, and uh, I was over there on Tuesday evening taking photos for Scott and Robbie and their families. I uh, got to go see where all the cars are. I even took Walker, who's my own gearhead, and they've got some great cars over there that are priced to sell that are perfect for your teen driver, starter car, um, or he even referenced uh, there's a... I think there's an exchange student or something that was renting a car and is now just going to completely blow away his payments and be able to get and own a car instead of, you know, losing so much to his rental payments every month. So it's, uh, it's really a cool thing that they're doing. I was taking some photos for them for an upcoming magazine that they're going to be featured in. So look for them there. Passion Autos is uh, really all over the place when it comes to uh, your car buying needs. Uh, You can go to passionautosllc.com and see their inventory or go to passionautos underscore Oconee. And one of the cool things they do is they have this big trailer and whenever they get a new car in, they hit record on the video and they start backing it out and you kind of wait in anticipation what car is going to roll out. So Passion Autos. All right, guys, let's do some picks. Let's do some picks. And um, as we know, these are in a particular order in my uh, amount of how much I care. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start organizing my life that way better, by the way. (laughs) It's not currently organized that way, but I'd like to get closer. All right, so noon in Dallas, we have Oklahoma and Texas. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Commissioner Sankey is going to be there, and this is number one on my don't care because I don't want them in the SEC. But that yeah. ship has sailed. Yeah, that ship has sailed. I got Texas in the college football playoff, and I've seen nothing to change my mind about that yet. Yeah, I, um, I do not think Oklahoma is there. Uh, I think Oklahoma's not really played anybody that great either. Their defense is better, but yeah. still not great. Yeah, yeah it's played in Texas. Um, I'm going to go with Texas. Then we've got. How are they doing Red River Shooter after this year, by the way? I assume they're, they're keeping they're, it. Yeah, I can't imagine. Keeping, yeah. yeah, probably the same as uh, Georgia, Florida. Yeah, I think Georgia, Florida that. staying in. Maybe they'll yeah. play it in Jacksonville. And then <laughs> they, uh, yeah, then we can switch. I can't <laughs> wait to go to the. Actually, I'd like to go to the Texas State Fair and right, eat right. some fried, you know, uh, pick, dill pickle chips or no fried armadillo. Oh, they do that, they do no, that no, at Applebee's. No, thank you. So. Yeah, that was like yeah. Uh, fried other stuff. Fried cotton candy. Nope. things like that. Nope, don't like cotton candy. Okay, fried Oreos. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, fried good Oreos. Good. All right, moving on to uh, Central Florida at Kansas. Kansas scared Texas for about a quarter or a half last week, and then Texas boat raced them. Uh, I think 
Kansas is fine. I think Central Florida is not fine. And they lost to Baylor, guys. The Jayhawks are going to win this and cover the three and a half. I agree with you. Yeah, I'll take the uh, birds with shoes. Okay. Then we've got Notre Dame, who somehow pulled one out of their hanky last week against Duke. Poor Duke. Uh, they lost at the last minute and lost their quarterback to a high ankle sprain. Uh, Notre Dame gets right this weekend versus Louisville. They are five and zero, but one of their wins wins is versus versus a pathetic Georgia Tech. I'm going to go Notre Dame with covering the six and a half. What the hell happened to Georgia Tech last uh, week? By the way, like I, you, you started to be like, all right, they're starting yep. to figure it out, and then yeah, I see that happened, and they fired and their was, defensive coordinator. Yeah. I saw that stuff. Or no, they demoted him, which is worse because he still has to be on staff. Also, it's kind of weird because I thought the whole thing with Keys was like he's going to keep, like he's got things running the normal what way. What did you he's say? Gonna, what did you say? Don't hire the interim. Don't hire the interim guy. Don't hire the interim guy. <laughs> and also, even, even if you want to hire the interim guy, you have to go there the expectation. That the first year is going to be fine. The worry with the interim is, is that he hasn't proved that he can recruit. He hasn't proved that he can build a program. But this year is supposed to be the year that works. If you're losing home to Bowling Green, look out, guys. Noon games for the end of time. It's going to be noon games to the end of time. You can't lose to Bowling Green. Yeah. They paid them 1.1 million, and they're cash strapped over at Tech. They named their field after a Hyundai. Their well, uniforms I think after looked after awesome. All the Hyundai's, their uniforms yeah. looked. Awesome last week. <laughs> Who the, Bowling Greens? No, no, Georgia Tech. No, yeah. They're black uh, yeah, jerseys yeah. with the black GT. It looked like. Do you think they'll never wear them again after those? I mean, they games. should. <laughs> they should wear them. It's the best look they've got. All right. After all that, Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. Uh, moving along to Washington State at UCLA. I don't know anything about any of these teams. Don't really care. But uh, <laughs> I think UCLA is playing at home, so they win. I'm taking the Cougs. I think they're uh, they're. I think they just possess a little more physical toughness than any, any Chip Kelly team. I'm going to get super excited if Washington State wins this game. Then I, I don't – I'm picking UCLA, but I already regret it. Hmm. <laughs> we got um, Fresno State going into Wyoming and Laramie, a field that Tony has graced before and has pictures to prove it. You don't just go up into Laramie, Wyoming. Is it Laramie or Cheyenne? Yeah, it's one of them. Okay, I'm going right to go with Laramie. I think the first instinct is right. You don't go into Laramie, Wyoming, and uh, beat them. At they're playing at night. It'll probably be snowing. It'll probably be freezing cold. And Fresno's from the valley, and they're used to warm weather and vegetation. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going with uh, the the other Bulldogs. I'm going with Fresno State. Yeah, elevation game, guys. Pick Wyoming. It isn't Laramie? It is. Okay. Yeah. Chad told me we have Chad. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, that's really incredible. That's a. Uh, it's, it's been Chad been working toward a degree this whole time, yeah, been, and this has all just been credits. <laughs> That's I thought we were just he's feed, the best extern ever. Yeah, I just thought we were feeding him crickets, but apparently we're giving him credits. I didn't know. Hey, it's not it's not mean if he enjoys it. Eh, still could be mean. Syracuse and North Carolina. Syracuse uh, lost a close one or a tough one uh, to Clemson last week. Tar Heels. North Carolina and Mac Brown are four and How are they four and Oh, I guess they're the bye week. Just feels like they played in week zero, didn't they? I don't um, know. No, uh, that's just that with South I'll Carolina. I'll go Tar Heels. Yeah, Tar Heels. I will go Tar Heels. Syracuse looks like they're about to go on a losing streak that gets rid well, of. That's what they games. do every year, right? Yeah. yeah. They're just starting a little earlier this year. Yeah. Which is why they're getting rid of papers. Yeah. The battle on Friday evening of two and three teams will lay it on me. Are, are we are we are we picking Illinois? Is Illinois? Yeah, I've put it on there. It was a two and a half point. Spreads. I don't. Oh, there. Oh, there it is. You're right. Dang it. 
Oh, yeah, I know. I was really hoping. That's the one thing that's keeping me from being in first place right now is the Illinois games continuing to be on here. Um, Nebraska is not good. Yeah, I, I can confirm that that's Nebraska why I put them all there. So you is were the, you and not were good. There last week. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Illinois is good either. Like mm. I have to say, like there is that moment. I've talked about this before. There's a moment every year. The goal of Illinois football is to keep interest long enough to get you into Illinois basketball. Last year, they actually crossed over into Illinois basketball season. You can already see people shifting. That it's one thing to lose to Purdue. They've got wiped out by Purdue. There's a reason to be very concerned. I'm actually picking Nebraska in this game. So the drive for six is not alive. If they lose this game, the drive for six is over. Because <laughs> then they go to Maryland. They're not yeah. going to win that game. They've yeah. got Wisconsin. That's a maybe. They go to Minnesota. If they can't win at home against Nebraska, they ain't beat Wisconsin. Indiana, they ain't beat Minnesota. No, yeah. Iowa. Yeah, they're they're going to win four or five games. It, yeah, it, it'll be a disaster season if they lose this game. Well, but it sure feels that you're way. You're in luck because I'm going to get back on the Illini train right. and go with Bert and pick the Illini. Well, crap. I was going to pick Illinois until you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll still pick Illinois. I okay. just think Illinois is a better team. Shout out to Parrish, by the way. The, the Par- this is the Parrish show. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Parrish Bowl. Then we've uh, down in the SEC, Vanderbilt visiting Florida. What do you think? Yeah, How many people are going to be at don't that know. game? It's that weird 4 you, o'clock uh, you, SEC network. You have to pick Florida because they're a far more talented team. But what you saw last week against Kentucky, they just they quit playing. They just quit. It was stunning. I'm not picking Florida because this is also the team that beat Tennessee yeah. right. in the swamp. But, man, yeah, I'm taking Florida, but... Like, if anyone wins this game, does Napier make it? Like, how long does Napier oh, even hang yeah. around? No, no. I mean... I don't know, man. I think Florida wins that. I mean, I think it's probably good there's no pictures of him humping a shark out there no, that, we know of, that we know of. That we know of. The search continues. Yeah, the search does continue. He's in Louisiana. Maybe it's an alligator. Arkansas, oh, that would be even worse. Arkansas at Ole Miss. Is this the game that Coach Pittman needs to win? If he, if he wins this game, he is not in danger anymore. Yeah, that's for I sure. think that's right. Yeah. I don't know if he needs to win, but it will certainly save off some trouble. Will he win? No. 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 I think there's reason to be concerned there, to be honest. Yeah, um, it's, it's interesting. So Stephen Godfrey posited a pretty interesting way out, way the way that this could end this year. Not so much he gets fired. He's like, you know what, guys? I came back to do this thing. I righted the ship after the Chad Morris disaster. I'm going to step back and just be an ambassador. He gets to keep his house mm-hmm. with a big statue. And he's not, you know, ignominiously. Igno, igno, what's the word? Ignominious. Yeah, that's, let's go with that. The writer word um, fired, you know, from what he said was his dream job. Yeah. So, but what is yeah. this year four, year three, or year four? It started for the pandemic year was the first year. So I think it's right. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah it's the fourth season. That first game, that was that first game. Yeah, yeah. Alabama at Texas A and M. I mean, Bama looks back, and Texas A and M kind of looks back too. Is there a fist fight between Jimbo and Petrino on the sideline on this one? Yeah, Alabama's going to beat them by a bunch. I got feeling. I'm telling you, like it would be a pretty fitting way for this. Like, like after Jimbo shenanigans this offseason? Yeah, yeah. I think Alabama. I think I. I would. I still think we're getting a very scary Georgia Alabama SEC championship. Mm. Yeah. So I'm taking Alabama. Okay. Yeah, I like them too. LSU, we mentioned this earlier, LSU for a noon, mm-hmm. 11 a.m. Central kickoff goes up to Missouri, undefeated Missouri. Uh, I, I think that LSU, the brand, will beat Missouri alone, and I don't see how they leave that stadium 3-3. Three and three. I'm picking LSU, but, man, 
they got to be worried about the way this with the way their secondary played against uh, Mississippi. You have to be worried about it. If Missouri's gonna, I mean, Missouri will never have a better chance to beat LSU at yeah. home. Like everything is yeah. going exactly in that direction. You wish it weren't a noon game. That's the only thing that's kind of keeping me a little bit. That place get dialed up a little bit. I'm taking LSU, but with pretty much lower confidence points than I would have thought. Agreed. And then we have Kentucky visiting Georgia. Mm, is, that this, is that this week? Is it's tonight. I mean, five, it's one night. Tonight. One night this week. 5-0 Kentucky coming to 5-0 Georgia. This is like we said earlier. This feels like what Kentucky has What's been Kentucky doing. Rate, like 23rd? 20th. Yeah, 20th. It's what they've been doing in the past since, so Will mentioned it, since like 2018. It's the, They're either one loss or undefeated. It feels like they're undefeated every time Georgia plays them. And they get hyped up. They read their own press clippings. They, you know, have game day uh, show up, and uh, then Georgia puts them back in their place. Now, last year Georgia did that very delicately or lightly because they only left there sixteen to six. And there's been a couple struggle bus games against Kentucky, but the Dogs have won every game. I can't do the math. That's why I'm saying every game. Every game since t- 2009. How many in a row is that? Is that like uh, 15, what right? 13, 14? 14 in a row? Since oh, now it's the last loss, right? They've only Kentucky's only beat Georgia twelve times since nineteen forty four when they've been playing. So that that tells you the history is on Georgia's side. The fact that Georgia struggled last week versus Auburn, and I was getting to that point. I never lost faith that Georgia would lose the game because we saw what happened with South Carolina. But I was getting to the point of rationalization after that Oscar Delp fumble um, and just trying to get comfortable with this could be it. But it wasn't because Georgia rallied. And I also think that this week is a little bit different. We're back home. It's a night game. Sanford Stadium is going to be roaring. It's going to be uh, an all-day tailgate. The atmosphere is going to be fantastic. And I think this is just your not not your typical blowout like we had seen. I think it's your typical tough, hard-fought SEC victory. Georgia wins 31-17. to I, uh, I, I think this game is not going to be exciting. <laughs> I think, and I don't, by that I don't mean it's going to be a blowout. I mean, I think it's going to be... I, I have to say, if you're worried, this feels like a game, even with a late start, will not be that long. <laughs> like, I feel like this would be a running. fast game. Yeah. A lot of running. I think you might be out of that stadium by 9.45, which wow. uh, is actually... Wow, that would be fast. Holy cow. So uh, I'm going to take... Uh, I feel like Georgia... I trust Georgia not to make some of the big mistakes that we made, the fumble, the interception. I think they'll avoid this feels like this feels like the way a Kentucky Georgia game usually goes. Um, and, and no more than that. So uh, I'm going to say uh, Georgia 24, Kentucky 14. Yeah, well, I think you and I are in exactly the same place that this is going to be a I think this is going to be a game uh, where, it's never really in doubt. It's never. I, I certainly don't think it's going to be like it was last week, where we're going to need a touchdown late to ensure a win. Um, I, mean, I mean, frankly, after we got that touchdown, I thought, okay, George's going to win this game. They're not, they're not going to score again, right? Um, because that's what all the second half looked like. Um, I, I think there is a, altogether a possibility that Georgia jumps out to a two-scored lead and just squats on them. Uh, yeah. Which is frankly what happened last year. I mean, that's the goal against Kentucky. That's the goal against. I right, mean, that's right. what happened last year, right? Georgia right. was uh, like at halftime, if I recall, it was something like thirteen to six or something, uh, and then Georgia just like took the air out of the ball and just like had a series of of you know 
three and a half minute, 40 yard drives, and one of those resulted in a field goal. I wouldn't be surprised at least we see something like that uh, with a little more scoring. I uh, think a little more scoring. Um, I, give me 27 13, Georgia. So, typical Georgia Kentucky game. Typical Georgia Kentucky game. Like all the different things that are going, it still feels like a normal Georgia Kentucky yeah, game. Yeah, and look, let me be clear. I said this last week, and I'll continue to say it. I won't be happy about 10 to 9 wins, but if you give me a series of them and I get to watch the sunrise over the Astrodome in Houston <laughs> in January, National championships, national championship. Now, I'm not predicting that the second. I was clear about that earlier. But um, this Georgia team, we need to get our head around the fact that this Georgia team is not built, at least right now, to do to teams what we were doing last year and in 21. We are still absolutely capable of beating every team on the schedule, up to and including the SEC championship. And I'm not willing to say anything about after that right the second because we don't know who we face. But this team, it remains – this this still remains this, the it still remains a team that has all the capability of doing everything we think it will do. It's just not going to be like twenty one and twenty two, and that we have enough data points now to be at that point, and that's okay. It's scary, it's heart like heart stopping at times, but that's okay. And also, heck, it might almost be more fun if you win national championship, a bunch of close games. You know, like last year, bull. The bull, this paradise bores me. Bring me new paradise. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everyone have a great time out there Saturday. Uh, I, I'm excited for a good night game. William and I are going. Uh, it should be a good full crew. I'll say hi to Shannon or whatever. Whoever, whoever bought the tickets, yeah. All right. Well, hey, Shannon. Um, uh, uh, otherwise, uh, thanks for thank you for letting us come by the law school. Happy I've enjoyed this. I'm I'm very glad to have learned all the Latin terms like in excelsis Deo. No, that's that's not a well. Law that term. is Latin term. That is a, yeah. Not, I don't think it's a. It's more just a song. Notre Dame. It's a song I remember from camp. Um, anyway, otherwise, uh, have a great one, everyone, and until Saturday, and uh, we'll talk on Sunday post game. Until then, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Good luck to all of y'all traveling up to Sanford Stadium for the game on Saturday. We'll see you on campus, right? Not me, but Tony and Will will see you on campus. But, uh, hey, have a great tailgate. Bring home a victory, and uh, we'll see you on campus. And I'll talk to you next week. Go dogs. Nailed it. This is my soul. I kind of like this little...